0: <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> nice. Uh how's it going? Going good, man. Yeah. How are you, man? Good, good. What's uh we're here to do another episode of this beautiful LOC podcast.
1: Good man. Well we got we got Mr. Colin Christensen operating the fork mic.
2: How's it going, guys? Good to see you. <laughs> got Colin back.
1: We got Chase Gonzalez. We're in the Baja.
0: Hey, this is a prime time Baja. It was a gift from my good friend Clint Culberson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I am Clint Culverson. Yeah, we were just talking about that. There's something cool about uh, getting gifts for each other, you know, and, but not on these planned, predetermined, you know, birthdays or Christmas or any of that bullshit. It's like, just give me, a, just get you a gift just because, right? Right. Colin's good at that, you know? It's like, what's up, man? I just picked you something cool up, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've like, even in my younger years, I really always had a hard time giving gifts on birthdays or Christmas just because it's, like, so, like, planned or, like... Obligatory? Obligatory, yeah. I hate that. Like, it's almost like you just, you buy it off. Like, let me go to the fucking store and... Spend some money so that I'm off the hook on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't, just so you
2: don't hate me. <laughs> no, it's so stupid.
0: Does that change now though, that you're married? <laughs> like you're getting your wife something on her birthday, right? Well, the cool thing is, my
2: wife, my wife's pretty much the same way. So, like,
1: you, yeah, you're mean, lucky.
2: For like Valentine's Day this last week, we just went hiking, and that was good. We didn't get any, each other anything.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. I kind of like that, to be honest with you. There's a part of me that's like, well, listen, we already have everything. In a way, it's like I don't even know what else I want, really. I mean, beyond big stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, sure, I'd like a five-acre parcel with a with a ba- with a barn and, an ex- and a detached garage and you know all that shit. But
0: can I get one of those
1: <laughs> <laughs> with a with a half pipe or an oh. empty pool in the back for Chase? Oh, I'd
0: love that. Freaking shred the gnar. <laughs> shred <Shut> the gnar. <door.
2: laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, especially in relationships, I don't understand it, because whatever is yours is the other person's anyway, so. It's like, you kind of, feel like, don't even feel like you're giving anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Yeah, you know, okay, just, here, I'm going to take
0: yeah, money out of our out out bank of account. Out of our bank account to buy,
1: you know what I mean? Like, well, it just doesn't make any sense to I will me. say the
0: exception to that is when you have children and you get your kids gifts, oh. Because I, I got I got Gainer uh, one of those drones, yeah, <laughs> mini dude. drones.
1: How big is that thing?
0: Uh, it was small. It was a small one, but, dude, it was so fun, man. He loved that thing. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. You see that big old smile that the kids get when you get them something, dude? It's yeah. priceless. Yeah,
2: I could totally imagine. I don't have kids myself, but I could see how that would totally light
0: up the day. What do you guys
1: think, though, about Christmas gifts? Because I've honestly been starting to think, I don't even want to do that anymore I don't even there is a part of Christmas that's so cool where the kids are open the presents I get it, but there's a part of me that honestly that's kind of going more towards let's make Christmas more of a like a holiday of if like a spiritual holiday fine you know what I mean what is the winter sol- winter equinox right so Maybe celebrate something like that, or even if you're Christian, fine. If you really believe in Jesus, then why don't you actually celebrate Jesus, not Santa Claus? (laughs) (laughs) You know, yeah, seriously, what is the gift? uh, I don't think think everybody just like promotes materialism. I don't think
0: anybody ever looks at it like that. (laughs) They just like think of it as a holiday to get gifts.
1: I know you're right. So, what's the point of it? Just materialism, yeah? Let's get let's. So little kids can get
2: greedy as fuck. (laughs) Welcome to America, guys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know, man. It
1: just seems a little ridiculous. We go overboard, too. All it is is a bunch of shit. My daughter couldn't even tell me what she got, you know, from this last Christmas. She probably could name me three things. But she got a stack of stuff and doesn't really... I don't ever even see her use any of it. So why (laughs) even waste the time? What's the charade? Just the... Do the high you get from opening a present? Yeah, that's cool.
0: She got three stacks of high society. <laughs> <laughs> stacks of a man. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. But what um, do you,
1: think? you think you think if you were to have children right now, and you lived on an island, you know, would you would you do the Christmas present thing anymore? You and um, your wife?
2: I don't. I'm not sure exactly. I. I given the energy i probably would say no because i just don't think like at the end of the day i could muster the energy (laughs) to to go through the charade just because i really don't do that in other aspects of life too much so i mean as far as like other people being respectful of other people when it's that's already set like into that tradition i think that's where i like uh participate but apart from that i would never create that in my own home i don't
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it makes you think though, wh- whether, uh, um, sorry, I was distracted by Chase's uh, modular <laughs> adjustments. <laughs> My bad. No, but it, it makes me think though, If if you did, you started your own land, would you do the, would you have all these like holidays and presents and I don't, I don't think I would either. I think presents would be totally something you do on a,
0: on a spontaneous level. I believe in the gift of friendship. <laughs>
2: Isn't it funny how like... I
1: believe in the gift of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Isn't it funny how our holidays are supposed to be... It's a, they try to combo it. Time off work slash the most consumerized days of the year. So it's like I mean is it really I a, see where you're is going. it really like a, a, a you know a re- rejuvenation period from work or is it even more stressful probably than normal life
0: Well all I got to yeah. say to that one is uh <laughs> Thanksgiving's about giving thanks right It's about the <laughs> it's about the pilgrims and the indians coming together <laughs>
2: They slaughtered them. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Thanksgiving is the biggest fucking cover-up ever in the history of the U.S. But you forgot Columbus Day. Oh yeah, that, that, that one too.
1: We celebrate mass murderers, <laughs> right? President's Day. You know what else? Let's
0: not talk about genocide. Let's just talk about giving thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, but to your point, Colin, you're right. In a way, it's we. Hey, we'll even give you guys a couple days off of your slave labor for. For where you work five days a week for eight hours a day, right? You know, we've have we've, we've studies that have proven that that's like excessive amounts of time for work, that you're actually more optimal at probably around 30 hours. You actually get more work done t- in total. So there's a lot of wasted hours. But uh, it's almost like they're giving you those little rewards. So then you'll, you'll take the money that you made from your work and go spend it on your credit card for some more bullshit to only keep the machines running,
2: yeah, it's like as long as you spend all your money on those days off, then we'll give them, we'll give them to you off. We'll yeah. give you some time off of your slave job so that you can go <laughs> spend all your money. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I would like, I would just like to see it a little bit more uh, infused into our society rather than just like these little gimmicks that like mentally, pr- mentally, uh, you know, that put in this little program that says, "Oh, this is our time off." You know what I mean? Yeah. I would rather just see it like infused into our lives where we actually could relax. You know what I mean? <laughs> do, do you ever think about how
1: the average corporate... go ahead, okay, so Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Jesus got something I've good.
0: got I've got a counter over here counting in the times that Colin says, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Know what I'm
1: saying? Uh, sorry, man. I
0: love it. The
1: uh I was saying, um it's it's funny how in modern corporatism how they treat adults like little children it's crazy we don't even treat each other like adults like autonomous you know entities in a sense we we treat you like a little child where you you have to come in and you have to clock in and you and it's not a matter of just get your work done and and then you know do your thing we don't we don't we don't incentivize working Harder or smarter, we just incentivize following, you know, staying within the box, right? Make sure you're clocked in and you're clocked out. Well, I'm already done my work. It's four o'clock. I mean, no, you know, you have to sit at your desk and pretend that you're working for another hour so your boss doesn't... I mean, that's not even... That's not the way it should work. It's ridiculous.
0: Do you ever do that? <laughs> sit at your desk and just kind of <laughs> stare off into space? Oh, <laughs> well, luckily
1: I don't have an office, but yeah. Well,
0: even even like at your desk, at your home office. Do oh, you ever just sit there and just like, maybe I'll get on Facebook for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I think I've done it once or twice. But that's it.
0: Once or twice means 10 or 20 <laughs> <laughs> a
1: day? Yeah. Yeah, a day uh, is more like it. Okay. It is it is so hard to start to keep changing topics, but sometimes it is in the in this day and age with so many distractions, it's kind of hard to stay focused on on things. Well, there's so many distractions,
0: and, and that's kind of a good segue into what the theme that I wanted for tonight, and that was kind of like, what is the purpose of living a fulfilled life? Is it is it working to better your life, or is it more more alongs of Living a more passionate lifestyle, you know, where you don't make a lot of money, but you're doing what you love. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like the meaning of life, right? <laughs> We're figuring it out, right? Yeah.
0: We're figuring it out. Yeah. It's, it's hard, man. <laughs> it's a fine line of, especially if you've been on the side of where you've experienced both. Yeah. Some people haven't, you know, some people have been raised to a certain degree to like en- embrace a certain lifestyle and that's fine but and then you get to another side of it and you're like wow this is way better but then i don't reap the benefits of that other lifestyle yeah. so you know there's you know these are the choices hard choices of life that we have to make but what at the end of the day what's the best choice to make is it being happier or is it being content
1: well what do you what's what do you think's the difference between the two can well, you define can you define you know define that
0: well, I mean, what I mean by being content is, like, you might not be very fulfilled uh, artistically or doing something that you're passionate about, but you you make a good living, and your life's a little easier than it would be. Other than the, the other side of that is, is you, you're doing something where you love it. It's just something you're truly passionate about, but you don't make a lot of money at yeah. it. Yeah,
1: okay, so this is... I have a very... Uh, You know, I have a strong opinion about this, and I think that there's living content um, is is great. But I think when you when you go and live for your passions, you take the big risks. You know, and the risks can bring great rewards. You know, but you're most likely along the way you're going to fall on your ass. It's going to be real painful. It's going to you know, like in your scenario in terms of like a career, for example, you're going to if you really want to go and live your passion, great. But you're gonna—it's gonna suck for a while. You're not gonna have any money. You're gonna be trying to scrape nickels together. You're gonna, to, you know, you're trading, you're trading like you're flipping, flipping it. You know, you work in the corporate world. There's the way. There's like a security. You know, you have your shit paid for. Blah blah blah. And then you go and live your passions, and you you substitute uh, freedom for. Se- you know, presumable security. Right. But I don't know. I mean, obviously for us, I think it's living, you know, going all the way. We're not, we're never never talking about like, yeah, I'm just going to get to this level. And then that's about it. I'm done here.
0: Well, I think it's for me, it's about finding that middle ground between each, you know, and because once you find that middle ground between each of those things where you can have your passions kind of be your hobby but it's fulfilling at the same time. Mm -hmm. But then when you do that, you also start to to see, like, the real aspects of living life and living a true, sincere life Mm -hmm. where, you know, because you kind of dealt with the struggles that kind of you can grow from and be a better human, in a sense. But you you won't get that on the side of just being content Mm -hmm. because you're not searching for much. With passion becomes... Passion brings so much into your life that you don't you, you don't see every day. And I think that's why more people should go out and be more passionate about things. Like hobbies they used to do that they love, but they feel like they can't do them anymore. It's like, no, go start that again. If you're an artist, you know, start painting again, whatever mm-hmm.
1: it be. Well, it's obviously fear, you know, fear that holds us back. I can say it for myself right here and right now, you know. there's There's things I want to do. And I'm just I'm not ready to put my foot in the pond because I'm scared, you know what I mean? And all of us are like that. All of us are. I mean, all of us are, there's something within the human psyche that is always afraid of the unknown, the next step. You know, we always want to see down the path a little more before we'll take that step. And, you know, life doesn't, life seems to give you a little bit, you know, sometimes it shines the light down the path a little further but sometimes it shines at one foot in front of you and says, "Keep walking," and you're like, "Fuck, dude, this is scary, man." You know, it's forcing you to some surrender to just say, "Okay, I'm going to follow my heart." Okay, and then you you can't see one foot in front of you, but you still go forward. And then those are the guys that. Yeah, you're, break into some amazing stuff. You you're know? right.
0: You're right. And and there's there's also another part to this to where like things get introduced in your life, like trauma or stuff like that, that kind of stunt your your growth a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what at what point do you think you can pick up the old pieces and put it back into your life after experiencing such a, like a traumatic event or something?
2: I think like the. I spent. I've probably focused more energy on this very topic in my life than anything, and yeah. like just trying to do the least, not to be rich or abundant of any, by any means, but to just have enough to live to where I'm comfortable and I don't have to, you know, scrape together and scrounge and everything. But in so doing, also putting out the least amount of output so that I can enjoy my life the most. And, you know, I've tried and I've tried and failed in a lot of areas, but I think what I've learned the most is that like the fabric of our reality sometimes cross, like kind of overlap, you know, it's like, I, yeah, man, I'm a conscious guy. I want to live free and everything. Oh, wait a minute. I live in the U (laughs) S (laughs) man. You know what I mean? I can't even fucking leave my house without worrying that some fucking guy is going to come and cage me. For the things that i do you know so yeah i mean yeah you know get real dude you know what i'm saying like either there you, you either come to the conclusion like i will i'm gonna do this no matter what because this is a personal crusade or or whatever and i'm just gonna do it and i don't care what the consequences are or i mean sometimes your the your reality is no i'm gonna do it within the bounds of of the, you know, the the boundaries that I currently live or, you know, like, you know, that inspires a lot of people to become hermits or, or Mm -hmm. withdraw, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I've been in that place myself too, but I think the, the appropriate space is to think, think of something that you can do within your environment realistically that also inspires change within that environment instead of you know just withdrawing and saying fuck all you guys man you guys are fucked up i just i can't handle it which trust me i get that if that's what you're thinking i totally understand that and i <laughs> battle that every day of my life yeah. but i think the appropriate space is to to find that that overlap where you can you know um conceptualize something within your environment and in so doing maybe inspire change for the future so that maybe humanity can progressively get a little better, you know.
1: Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more.
2: I mean, it's it's
1: really like it's really uh in a way if you're going to conform to the rules, then nothing ever changes. If we all say, well, I must operate within the bounds of the legal laws of the land, you know, in which I live. Um okay, I mean I get that, but other if we keep doing that, then nothing changes so it's like someone's got to break the law. Breaking the law actually changes things you know we we should you know how you make you know marijuana legal if you want to do that. everyone who smokes just go into a park and say we're we're smoking you can't arrest us all man and, and in a way that's what it's got to be everyone who's a proponent of it, whether you smoke it or not, take that as an example we um the The best way to do it is we all gotta band together and say, "Listen, this is stupid. We're not gonna do this anymore. This is a dumb rule." I mean, I was watching this video today of a guy on it, on some Fox News bullshit. It was like a guy who's proponent. It was an ex cop who's a proponent of weed or whatever. And he's, he, you know how they on all these these ridiculous talk shows, so they always gotta bring. The counterpoint onto the argument. So some DEA agent lady.
0: Some asshole. Oh,
1: gosh, man. I I couldn't get through the video, by the way. But, um, you know, this guy's an ex-cop, and he makes these videos to show people how uh, to hide their weed in their car.
0: Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. (laughs) That's awesome. And
1: this guy's on there. And, of course, the Fox News News anchor guy is just...
0: Stiff nuts. Cocksucker extraordinaire,
1: man. Seriously. And he's just... But you're a co- you are an ex police officer, and you are telling people how to do something illegal. <laughs>
0: I love that voice. <laughs> I mean,
1: seriously, you know, there's like for him, the idea of doing anything outside the law is utterly just what? Come on, yeah, you're not a good citizen. See, there's always these boxes that we always fall back into that we've culture has created. Like, what does a good citizen of America look like? And there's all these characteristics, you know. He's yeah. like, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I pay taxes. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are a good guy. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sir. Excuse
0: it's me. Fine. I sat at a dinner with John McCain.
1: I sat at a dinner <laughs> with John McCain.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Like... I have a, a bachelor's degree at the uh, University of Arizona. You know, that it just uh, – it's – the whole thing is ridiculous. The whole – all these, like, silos that we've been put into. right? And um, it's – we need more lawbreakers. In fact, well, th- the fact that there's not more lawbreakers is insane. I mean, the fact that we <laughs> Lawbreakers
0: though, a, not straight up criminals, right? <laughs> lawbreakers, no. I'm yeah. not talking
1: about I'm not talking about uh, you know, any sort of crime against other people. Right. I'm talking about crime against you know, like Why are, why do we have to pay these particular taxes? No. Yeah. No, this is dumb.
0: That You voted
1: on this. I didn't have a vote why 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 are, why are, why, are we, why are we treating people who who you know have a drug problem as a criminal and not and we'll, as, a, as a health patient right
0: and why am I being you know in, sometimes arrested for things I want to stand up and say? Censorship yeah. in America is the most ridiculous thing ever
1: <laughs> I mean seriously well,
0: yeah we, let's, <sighs> let's break those laws all day because they need to be broken
1: police brutality, what are we going to say? Why don't people all come together and, and say no more? Any yeah. cop that's doing this kind of stuff, no. Oh, really? You're gonna g- you just it's obvious when these these mm-hmm. police chiefs and these judges just like totally skirt the issue and every cop gets off mm-hmm. you know, scot free. When are when are people gonna say enough is enough? You know, it, it's well, you're right. talks about this. He always talks about this idea that's like, Why the hell are we not making more noise?
0: Yeah. I mean we're there's... just
1: letting them Excuse my French, fuck you in the ass. And the, they don't do anything about it. There's
0: 300 million Americans out there, you know. You know, 350, including all the people that are undocumented. Yes. How, and then what, only a handful of those people run the country? A little outnumbered here, you know what I mean? If we really wanted to change things, it wouldn't be that hard.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing that in those, like you said, the Fox News type positions or the DEA, or whatever, you know. it. I, I They don't know... For the the majority of those moguls in our society that make it so bad, they they're not consciously aware that they're that the magnitude of the you know they're not aware of the magnitude of their position, like just how how much of a downfall to society that is. They're not, and that's and like all of the things the the observations I've made in my life, I'm starting to come to that conclusion: is most people aren't aware of that. There are very few people who are, and those are the ones who you know should be should be battled against but the like to fight a battle against you know Joe fox news guy who does who just all he just likes to do it to complete to collect a paycheck you know but real- in reality he's like a, a mogul of this terrible you know nature of our society, he's not the one to go after. It's the ones who inspire that position to be to be sought after, or or whatever. Well, and you know, like the only way to get them is to to get it at the at the head, the head of the source. Because real, in reality, these people are just human beings like the rest of us, just living a very, very sick and you know unhealthy lifestyle.
0: Well, yeah, and that that's the point of it. It's like it's a great atrocity of you know, your 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 limiting people's ability to live a truly fulfilled life if they really knew like if they really were given the opportunity to be a hundred percent them their true authentic selves they're you know who knows what the world would be now you think that joe fox news guy really likes to be like that deep down no he's a product of society he's probably got some pretty cool and interesting things to say if you strip away the bullshit right I think everybody maybe not does
2: interesting things to say, but he's a lovable, good-hearted person somewhere deep down there. Well, well, somewhere love too. Somewhere, well, <laughs> yeah, somewhere all, deep down, well he, sad, he's yeah.
0: probably got something good to say or good something good to contribute.
2: Yeah, like like maybe like he loves his son or, or daughter or something. like no, yeah, 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 good for you, man. You're a good father or whatever. You know, you feel that love. It's not that he's a bad guy at, in the core. It's that we're programmed to seek these positions when in reality these positions are the downfall of our entire society.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's that it's the it's the greed, it's the power, it's the vanity, all that shit is what's going to crush this whole th- this whole thing. It's going to bring it down eventually.
1: Yeah, but this is I I mean, I'm a firm believer that there is no guy behind the mask that's generating these evil thoughts, you know, that's like masterminding these the I'm gonna have this society that controls everything, and then I'm gonna have the, the doctors be like this, and the lawyers be like this, and the. I don't think that's the case. I think this is is like an evolution, but in a bad like a de well de what do you call it d de evolution whatever you call that
0: word. Well, we de-evolutionized ourselves twenty thousand years ago when one man decided to say, "Follow me," and not only that, he drew a line in the sand and said, "Mine."
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So when you, as soon as you start doing that, as soon as you, you know, as soon as you start going down that path, you know, it seems like one like uh, consecutive bad decisions. What's the likelihood of the next decision being a good decision or a bad decision? Right. Probably, you know, if your last five decisions have been bad decisions. Chances are you're probably this number six is <laughs> you know, going to be, be so yeah, good, you yeah. know. And and you keep doing that consecutively. So you do that over thousands of years of consecutive, you know, right? Going down the rabbit hole of of you know the selfish, greedy man, you know, who dis, who, who goes more into his monkey mind than his higher self, right? Mm-hmm. And. Somehow, though, I think we've turned it around. I don't get, I don't know exactly how it happened or what, but as my dad and I were talking about this. I mean, as a species, we've almost killed ourselves. We literally almost committed suicide. I mean, we've had the Cold War where we were pointing, we were literally pointing the guns at each other's head, and and we were going to push the buttons, you know, and what fucking end everything? We almost did it. Yeah, I mean, hell, look, we 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 were we were, we created the power of the sun. And, or we we harness the power of the sun and we put it in well, a bomb, right? That, and we actually dropped it on people.
0: Well, people don't realize that's still going on in the, in India and Pakistan.
1: You're right. You're right. It is. It's still going we on. Could, we could still do it. You're right. But I, I think though that I think that when you just take from World War II on, look at the civil liberties that have increased throughout the world. I mean, at a very slow pace, but. Well, I shouldn't say slow pace because so much of this has happened in such a short period of time, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, for thousands of years, it's been oppression, male domination, the whole deal. Right. And within the last hundred years, women can vote. Women are totally full citizens. Women now are being, we're fighting to get them to have equal pay where they have maternity leave. They have, you know, okay, we're starting to finally respect the feminine. Oh, wait, we're not, you mean white people aren't the number one race? Oh, shocking. We just learned that in the last hundred years. Wow, thanks a lot, motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> know. Oh, and yeah. so now we're finally getting that. We're no longer just the tribal monkeys that are going, you know, hooting and hollering from the trees saying, oh, you know, there's a different looking guy in our, in our forest. Fucking let's get him. Well,
0: and hallelujah for the advancement of technology because I think that has a big <clears throat> part to play in all this. It does. I mean, it does. the 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 advent and the in the, in the easy, easiness of the internet has made you know getting information so much easier to people. So it's like not a handful of people can't control the world anymore. Because look at all of us. You know, we can type a few things in Google and say, "All right, well, I know what you know now." <laughs> you know, this is, this isn't what's really going on. You've been fucking putting blinders on me this whole time, you motherfucker. Uh
1: huh. Oh yeah. So, uh, this is a. Uh... This is a, such a topic for me, though. I mean, geez, we can—we're going to need a four-hour podcast for it. But you know, technology has saved us in a way; it really has. I mean, we've been able to feed ourselves. I mean, we—I look at—I look at the history of man in a way that um, I think, you know. The primitive cultures are great. They are. They're amazing. The more indigenous cultures, there's something they have a connection to the earth that's been lost. Like we've talked about in the other podcasts, but um, it's been lost. But to be honest with you, it's, it kind of sucks when it doesn't rain and you don't have any. You know, the herds will go north and then you don't even eat this winter. You know what I mean? That kind of sucks. And you you kind of it's you kind of revert back to that lower levels of the like. Uh, maslow's hierarchy of of you know human needs right i mean at the end of the day if you don't have any food who cares about you know self-actualization like eddie was saying on on lord's page we had a great post about this you know yeah so i get that so we we had technologies to help better that so now we can feed ourselves we can feed ourselves all across the world now finally in fact, we feed ourselves so easily now that, hey, we got some extra time. Well, why don't you study science? Well, why don't you uh, paint some pictures for us? Well... Why don't you, you know, all sorts of... Now we're going into these different avenues of the human experience that are cool. It's great.
0: That is great, and it's good great for us, but, you know, people in uh, North Korea can't do that, or, you know, people in West Africa can't do that. Yeah,
1: I mean... It's crazy that we live the way we do here in the western United States, mm-hmm. which, again, I think western United States, Colin, what do you think, but is is maybe where the brightest light is being shined on the world in some ways. I mean, look at Colorado and Washington legalizing marijuana. I mean, wow. Alaska
2: and Oregon now, too.
1: Alaska, Alaska and Oregon. So there's light starting to be, and I don't mean that in some sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, nationalistic kind of way, like, yeah, America's the best man, USA. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, because port- Por- Portugal feel
0: lucky. legalized all drugs.
2: Or, <laughs> yeah. or even, the, even the legalization of drugs, I mean, that doesn't even, that, it's just a small sliver of progress, right? It's, uh, you know, it's not just, like, uh, something that fits our own agenda, so that's why we like Well, it. Yeah, well said.
0: Well, you guys know, because you guys have traveled the world a lot more than me, but the, the overall vibe in the western U.S. is probably better than what it is in France, right?
2: Um, In a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, overall, it's hard to say. I think it's pretty much if you have food or not, it's pretty much the same vibe. Like, if you don't have food, it's a similar vibe to all the people who also don't have food, and... If you do, it's pretty similar, like, as far as, like, from well, how unhealthy your culture is. Pretty I, similar. I, I mean, just on, yeah. on,
0: a, on a progression level yeah, of yeah. the human spirit.
2: It's tough to say, because it's,
1: to be honest with you, Europeans do things way better than we do. In a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, look at the way America looks at sex. It's unhealthy as... as oh,
0: we're we're as a bunch of prudes, didn't you know that?
1: Yeah, but it's like, it becomes, de- <laughs> because we're such prudes, it turns so, de- like, deviant. It's weird. It's hey, like, but, we're we pervert, we, we're... <laughs> We've perver- per- perverted, you know, sexuality more, I think, in places where you repress it more. I think Europeans are just, oh yeah, hey, it's more natural. It's well, just, you know, a woman has breasts.
2: Okay, who cares? They've
0: thrown out the morality of sexualism. There. Yeah. Here yeah. it's just always been a moral, like, Christian-based thing.
2: And, you know, like, also work. I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't work much as much nearly people. as much as Americans, so... There's another. So, I mean, like they, I said. They
1: fought off corporatism better than Americans. I mean, corporatism still obviously huge in Europe. But the people there have fought for, hey, we don't want a bunch of chemicals in our food. We don't want genetically modified foods. We don't want, you know, 40-hour work weeks. We still want our holidays. We
0: still want our damn two-hour lunches. You know what I think is cool? I think the, 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 the Iceland, Iceland outlawed all McDonald's. Did they really? yeah I read an article about that. I think that's really cool
1: for a guy who loves McDonald's, that's pretty interesting. Chase. I know, but I was just think <laughs>
0: I wish America would do that too, so the temptation wasn't there. Those motherfuckers oh
1: the bacon and cheese biscuit oh. uh,
0: but you know what i mean the, well, they just they they take away the temptation great it's not there anymore so, yeah i
1: i you're right. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I am just an average Joe. I, for me to become some to become some sort of expert in dietary science, dude, there's not enough time in the day. I have to trust somebody. Well, I'm I need sure. somebody, someone. I have to outsource that to someone else. Some sort of. You know, even in my world, I would say, hey, someone's got to check the food, make sure it's clean. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's
0: like a 15-minute YouTube clip or something you could watch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. And you'll
0: be a pro instantly.
1: Yeah, but when you look on the nutritional label, do you really know what you're looking at? Hell no. I mean, I know that some stuff, but I don't know what I'm doing. I need. wouldn't it be great if we had a regulatory body who actually was like, no, 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 we ain't letting uh, you put all that shit in here anymore. Corn syrup, it's not good for us. What are we doing? I know. And we still, because it makes money. It's all. Right. It always comes back to this greed, selfishness, short-term profits. No, you know, uh, we just think of me, me, me. The my, the, the this generation. Who cares about the future generations? And that's well, kind of full circle. By the way, combo, but.
0: is is there a future generation, or is? It- What do you guys, what's your guys' take on that? Because my personal take is we're just going to destroy ourselves eventually here. In the next 500 years, I don't, you know, there's a good chance that, bye-bye, you know.
1: Call it, go for it, man.
2: Um, that's definitely, I mean, a huge possibility, right? It, It totally is. There is a scenario where we do that, but, um... I kind of believe in a divinity of sorts and human beings. And so I don't know how it's going to look or, you know, what scientifically what's going to happen or logistically what's going to happen. But it just seems like s- somehow we'll, like, reach – we have the ability to reach into that humanity a little bit and maybe, you know, right the ship. And at least first, first off, enough to not commit suicide like you guys were talking about let's just focus on that first and then maybe from there we could actually turn into something something amazing you know what i mean but it's definitely there's a there's a long and arduous process ahead to do that i mean we still aspire to become fox news anchors and police officers <laughs> and naval you know well. admirals and shit so that's I mean, it's think about how strong that is, man. The energy that people, yes, sir, the saluting, the, you <laughs> oh, know what I mean? Geez, That's much. what you're fighting against, man. So, dude, it ain't going to go, it, it, I mean, it's it's a it, whether it goes quick or not is up to the time, but it's going to be an, a massive amount of energy exerted to break that down.
0: Well, but here's what I'm worried about. <coughs> I'm worried about with the advancement of technology, what that brings for people that are, you know, not so healthy, not so, um, conscious, you know, those, those are the people that I'm scared of.
1: Oh yeah, man. The, the, we were talking this podcast uh, that Duncan Trussell did with the, the guy from the singularity university. I mean, oh man, that, this one really, uh, it sparked something for me. I mean, it's stuff that I've heard before, but just them in that podcast talking about, you know, where we're going with technology and how amazing it is and wonderful. But again, the duality of everything, how, like we said earlier, you know, we have, we have, we can harness the power of the sun and we created nuclear weapons instead of what else could we do with this? You know what I mean? To actually be a positive influence on the, on the world. Um, and there's technologies that are coming that, I mean, it is scary. What what happens if they do get in the wrong hands, you know? And, and this, I swear, dude, I swear, I want to write a book about this. I'm not kidding. This idea that I think that we are in a race. We're in a race right now. And the, the race is the, uh, can we keep up with the evolution of technology? It's it's coming, it's not going to stop because it's profitable, okay? we've mon- with, the, with our monetized system, we're not going to stop making technology. So in a way, it's – in a way, it's and, – and, you know, the guys running business don't care. If it, if it benefits the population, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as we're making money. You know what I mean? There's such a lack of conscious capitalism in, in, in the – you know the the free trading world, but if we don't you know if we're coming out of this we're coming out of this cultural disaster that we've been going through for the last you know several thousand years, whatever it's been, and I think that um you know we're healing we're getting better, but I think that we need to make sure that we are working as hard as we can to heal ourselves to 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 get better on a spiritual level so that when these new technologies come out, we don't have so many people that are so unhealthy that they want to, they don't care about killing everybody. You know, right now, what's the best technology? If I'm 17 years old and I'm cuckoo birds and I don't see any reason for living anymore and I'm going out with with a bang, I mean, what's the best technology I can come up with? Like realistically, okay, a really high-powered machine gun. I can walk into a school and do some atrocious things. Yeah, but is does that push delete on the human race? No, no. I mean, it's so sad, but, but we, we lose thirty-five people, and it's or a hundred people, or you fly airplanes in the building and you lose two thousand people. Okay, dude, it's so it's a tragedy.
0: Fast forward but that. What
1: happens though when you have technologies that that can kill a lot more people?
0: Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say fast forward that twenty years when. Technologies around that make things very easy, you know. Making a making yeah. a big big bomb very easy. You, you don't know. need
1: a you don't need to hijack a jetliner. You just get one of these cool ass drones and you fly them into a building. Yeah, I mean you it is very fun. I mean, this drone technology is is exciting and scary.
0: Yeah, it's very scary. It's unbelievably scary, and that's what I was I was going to get out too. Is religious radicals are a very real and dangerous threat.
1: Yeah, they are, but they're just unhealthy people. We need to we need to do the best we can to help them. No more. Oh well, that's just a you know that's just a Jewish Palestinian problem. No, that does matter. No, yeah, this it isn't matter. this isn't
0: a Christian problem or Muslim problem or anything. Yeah, this like this is a said, human problem. This is just
1: the Pakistanis and the Indians, you know. Yeah, that's their problem. No, that is not their problem. It's all of our problems.
0: Yeah,
1: and until we start seeing it that way then it's someone could mess it up bad for people look what china's doing right now they're just polluting their 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 land so badly and in a way it's like maybe we should be a little stricter on them maybe we should say like no you we're not going to trade with you anymore unless you unless you up your you know environmental standards yeah well Well, what are we going to do without Chinese goods? The economy will dip 4% this quarter alone, Mr. President. You know, no, they were not willing to make that sacrifice because short-term profits. Until we get leadership that's willing to sacrifice the short-term for the long-term, then we could fucking do some harmful stuff, especially with, you know, like you said, with these technologies that are ever-enhancing. What do you think, Colin? I talk too much. <laughs> no.
2: no, you don't, man. It's. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, what's up, Doctor Sky? <laughs> it's like <laughs> look at look at look at the human race as one organism throughout its existence, and if you do that, you know, you, you, humanity came out as a baby, you know, figuring out how to surmount the animals, and you know, establish a. About the animals, right? Don't yeah. get killed by grizzly bear. Yeah, I mean woolly mammoth, grizzly bears, uh, wolves, all, saber-toothed tigers, saber-toothed tigers. Like <laughs> that's what it was like at first. You had we had to we were ba- humanity was a baby and we were trying to figure out how to yeah. not worry about that problem. And then you know we figured out food, and and graduated from a baby to more of a if you if you know. If you go back to ancient civilizations, most of them had a self-actualizing, like self-actualizing, like uh, spiritual yep. practice of some sort. And I'm not saying that they're perfect or anything like that, and that there weren't some aspects that were very wrong of these religious. I wouldn't even say religious. With indigenous, it's more of a spirituality than it is a religion. I think it's natural based. Right, exactly, because they're, I mean, if you think about it, they're connect, so connected to the land and the earth and the, even the cosmos because they're sleeping, I mean, outside is the cosmos, so they're sleeping outside in the cosmos every night, and they're seeing all that, those stars and the feeling the energy of the moon every night and all that, and so I think at that point, maybe we were, maybe it could, it, it's possible that we might have been a little healthier then than ever And when monetizing came around, it almost acts as like cancer cells to this organism. It's like any good thing or any good idea, any possible spark of good energy comes about, and what happens? Those cancer cells strike every time. (laughs) Without fail. They're charged, they're programmed and charged to do so. Yep. And the entire organism has been programmed to where their particles do that to themselves. So if we could somehow internally change the cells in this... this well, that's what we're up against is internally changing these cells and programming them to uh, rejuvenate yeah. the entire organism instead of oh, yeah. attack it like they, like well, they have in the... Well,
1: know. this is why I... I it's like you it's like we look at school shootings as like a gun problem or a school safety problem or a, you know whatever it be or a pharmaceutical drug problem that's part of it but that's not the source that's just it, like you when you're ch- you're just putting band-aids on it if you're going to if you think better gun laws will save the day yeah it will help i mean um, you know whatever but <clears throat> the real source of the problem is at an individual level we have a sick Unhealthy cell you know that needs to to get better, and that's how you do it like yeah, you, said, you have to go at an individual level. everyone here you want to change the world it's not about some cause you back no the best cause you can back is the cause for yourself
0: yeah, it's about breaking the cycle
1: breaking the cycle and
0: starting a, a new fresh one of a, a healthy cycle. no more of this you know continuing the cycle of bad behavior, like I was saying in a comment thread I made a little while ago is. Behavior doesn't. The only way behavior changes is if somebody stands up and says, "I won't." I got to break the cycle, mm-hmm. because if somebody's been abused in their life, then there's a good chance they're gonna, in turn, abuse somebody else in their life, and then the cycle just keeps going and going and going until like it gets to one person who says, "No, this isn't right. I'm got to break it, for my own self, for for humanity's sake. I got to break this." Isn't
1: that such a psychedelic thought? Do you ever visualize what he just said? Go back to your great 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 grandfather, and you, and almost try to like visualize his life and, life, and the next guy's life, and the next guy's life, and the next guy's life, and you, somewhere these habits were all just kept going, probably for, probably a sad, a long period of time. Yeah, know? and then the idea of one guy, you know, Chase Gonzalez, born in 1985, stops it, changes it like some electrodes or electrons and you just zapped you up to get to go uh oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's, <laughs> it's psychedelic thought. I mean, that idea of stopping it.
0: Yeah. Because it's not only that is then it affects my son as well. And now he's not going to do it. And, and, and it creates a new cycle of good behavior for, you know, for that good future generation. And, the, the sliver of hope that I do have for humanity making it in the future is just that. Let's just get everybody to stop breaking this bullshit cycle. Let's just, you know, how, how, the, the real question is how is that done? How is that done on a massive scale?
1: Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I think it, it gets stopped on a, on a massive scale. I've been struggling with this idea that, you know, where I'm going in my life I don't want to go down, you know. I get real cautious about going Mm. down some path of proselytizing, you know what I mean? Just real nervous because obviously, we, we, you know, from our Mormon upbringings, I mean, I spent two years doing that, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with that anymore. But then on this other sense, I I was, I was thinking that maybe my past, maybe I'm throwing the baby out the bathwater, right? That the idea of, of a human who experiences something, you know, beneficial in his life. There is this desire to share it with others. You know what I mean? It's like when you're looking at a sunset and you're with someone else, you look at them and go, are you seeing this dude? Are Are you dude? Are you seeing this? You know, take a picture. Oh my gosh. Or you see this great movie or this hot chick or whatever it be, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh my gosh, did you see her? Oh, did you see that movie? You know, whatever yeah. it be, you always want to like, you know, share it. Ah, you know, it's it's like too, there's something in our programming about it. It's yeah. not just some horseshit, you know. It's not the Christians didn't invent this, okay? Uh-huh. You know, the Muslims didn't invent this. The, you know, this this is part of human nature. And I think, you know, you talk about stopping the, what, what did you call it again? Stopping the generational.
0: Breaking the cycle. Breaking the
1: cycle. Breaking the cycle. Part of breaking the cycle is when you do it for yourself is to help other people who do it too. I mean, because at the end of the day, how did, you, how did you get to this point where you broke your cycle? Did you just randomly do it all alone by yourself with no outside influence no, of others? No, of course not. Get out of here. No. Of course there's influence from others, good influences. In fact, maybe you saw someone else who's just further down the road. Them do it, and then you go, okay, I, okay. Now I know how to jump from that rock to that rock to that rock. I saw him cross the stream. Well, and I saw him cross that, that. I
0: saw him cross the stream, and then the, the life is better on that side of the stream.
1: Well, yeah, but he also probably kind of a guy that went, "Hey, dude, chase." You want some help, bud? It's come down here. I'll show you how to get across the stream.
0: Okay, I'm I mean, coming.
1: He can't do it for you, but he can yeah. at least go. Hey, dude, come down. Yeah, know?
0: and he's like, "Watch that rock, or you'll slip." <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, that's like a part of what we're doing. So, yeah. not it's not just our gener. It's not just the generation of you know the Chase Gonzalez family or the Clint Colbys well, family, or the Colin Christians, and family. the part it's of, really everybody. And the
0: part of that though is it's. you're you're wanting to help people like we do need certain people to stand up for the rest. But we got to walk a fine line because we don't want to get to a point where it's everyone's just looking up to one guy again because that that model doesn't work as we've all seen. It's still going, but it doesn't work. So there is a fine line. And there's also we got to be careful of the people that are get trapped in victim mentalities where it's like, no, you're not going to tell me that this is okay. You're not. What are you talking about? how can you not feel pain i feel pain you know just because you were you were able to get over something doesn't mean i you know you're you're not gonna tell me to get over it those are the those are the most important people to be honest because those people if you if you break the chain with those people those people are the ones that when they get out of whatever mentality that they're in they're and i'm only speaking from my personal experience because there's a Time of my life when I was like that was like no you're not gonna tell me anything you're not you're you're full of it man but
1: or I know it's, it, the the common one is well you don't know my pain mine's the most difficult pain of all time right and if you only knew that my how awful mine was mm-hmm. then you know you realize your advice is useless yeah. here because mm-hmm. you know what you had to deal with you know you probably had this going for you and this going for you or you know you. You just wasn't as painful, so of course you got over it. Right. That's what people do, man. Yeah, and but, I, I, everybody. But, is, you always think you're the worst.
0: But those, like I said, those people, once they do finally get come around and they realize, wow, like, this is so freeing and rewarding, those are the most important people. Those are the people that are really going to drive it. But it's to get those people over
2: their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that human beings have just an immense... Potential, um, it, I mean, you can even look at it scientifically. Compare a human being to any other creature that, that's known. It's just amazing at the, the ceiling that we don't even know what it, that what the ceiling no. is probably. Mm-mm. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, I think that there's a process for everything, and maybe humanity has a process. And part of that process includes realizing that we were so much more advanced than anything else that we got reckless with it all. You know what I mean? It's, 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 there, you can't measure the reckless nature of human beings. It's unbelievable. It's you're going to fuck up your own planet. You're going to fuck up your own psyche. You're going to fuck up everything in the name of self-indulgence. Because we can indulge so many more desires than any other organism. We can. And the, you know, ever since money came around, it's created a self-indulgent society that the people that are the most powerful, powerful are the most self-indulgent. And they, you know, it's not like, it's like Clint said, it's not like someone behind the curtain just orchestrating. But it's, the the sickness spreads like, yeah like, you know, like like allergies in the springtime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't. Oh, I know what you mean it. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is you cannot. Uh, it's, it's going You're gonna have to deal with this at some point or another. This reckless state of our society. And I mean, it, you look at any other organism, I mean, like uh, the animals. They they choose the most. Their their battle is purely physical. So what do they do? They choose the most capable of their organisms in their herd, and that's the one who breeds. So that they can, every, cha- every litter of, of new, every time life renews itself, it renews it with the most genetically able creatures. Yep. And what do we do? We we just go, I mean, go off our rocker with it. self-indulgence in an and. Almost an like antithetical way to, well, you know to to how nature does it, and so as long as we keep doing that, we're gonna be in a very unhealthy state
0: also though throughout the history of mankind and through all of time in general is it's it's there's gonna be adversity, there's gonna be bumps, there's gonna be fucking just times when it's just you know what are we doing here but it's if history's proven one thing it's what it's what we do with that adversity going forward is you know changes the landscape of everything it's battling through the this, this, this bullshit you know and it might take you 10 years it might take you 20 years but once you get through it it's it's sharing the adversity it's it's it's, it's opening up dialogues for how to do it better how to make it better
2: or even identifying adversity not as a dire situation. It's just adversity. It's right. Just it, could,
0: it could be physical, it could be mental. We're all gonna go through it. We're gonna go through it as individuals, we're gonna go through it as as a, a race in the collective. It's gonna happen. It's but we, we can't maintain a victim's mentality on it. We gotta we gotta stand strong on it.
1: Oh yeah. I believe that there's a thing called, you know, I think there is a righteous anger that there's a, there's a part of even anger that's necessary. You know, sometimes when you get backed into a corner or you get taken advantage of a certain amount, there, there is a time where to be, you, you need to have righteous anger, anger for it and, and prevent it from happening anymore, you know. Sometimes you have to. But the problem is, is most people stay in anger mode, you know what I mean? They just stay right there. You know, when you start realizing, it's like when we call this awakening or whatever you want to call it, when people start waking up, they actually kind of are angry, man. It's like, oh my gosh, we're getting fucked over by the government, by religions, by, you know, by men, by women, by whatever you want to call it, right?
0: A fucking raccoon.
1: (laughs) By raccoon.
0: (laughs) Um, Just saying, you never know.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. That fateful night in in October going out in the trash cans and Jack you <laughs> jumped on your face, chase yeah, I <laughs> no.
0: sorry, I watched the great outdoors over there, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, so you can stay too much in that victim mode when when and, and it's time to come out, you know, okay, anger woke you up, anger served its purpose now, put it aside and change right. the change the weapon. The weapon is something different now, you know you, you gotta move forward with a different strategy, get out of. Victim mode, it is what it is, but then you come to, it's like there is a point, it's okay to feel like a victim,
0: yeah. It's okay, victim, it's okay. yeah. Victim
1: it's, is, is a, it's a stage,
0: it's okay to lash out and mourn and do yeah. whatever the process that you need to get out, just go through it and do it. But just
1: every one of us has been victimized, yes, yeah, very, very hard. One of us, seven and a half billion victims in a way, yes, okay, it, you know. Take your time in the victim mode, because it's part of the process, but then when it doesn't serve you any longer, and you'll know, and all your friends will know too, <laughs> you know, yeah. and all your family will know, everyone around you will see it, it's time to, when it no longer serves you, time to move on to the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and the next is creating your own.
0: Guess what? There's been 108 billion people that have lived on this planet. You think you're the only one has gone through hard shit? <laughs> Every, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, right?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, geez. I mean, it's, it's tough because, man, there's always a story that will, you know, you know, be a tearjerker, or pull at your heartstrings or whatever it be, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you give me the worst case scenario ever, you know, the guy who – there, there might have been a guy who had the worst off, right? <laughs> you know, who's the guy that gets shit on, at, you know, after sh- shit on, after shit on? Who's the end of the line? Somebody's had a real awful one, and even him at the end of the day – it's like, how do I solve this problem? How do, I, how do I overcome this? You just, okay, time to create now. I have to somehow make peace with the past and put it aside and be done with it.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah, beautiful. You know, I agree. The only way to do it is an awakening. I mean, all this, even, even the stuff that, like, take a motivational speaker. Everything that they preach is really a product of an awakening. Um, of sorts. I mean, I'm not saying all mo- no motivational speakers are are conscious or awake in
0: in by any <laughs> yeah, means. Yeah, but, you think Tony Robbins isn't awake? <laughs> but the things
2: that they preach, if you look at it without all the monetized bullshit, they're you know, yeah, take control of your life and all that shit. You know what I mean? But like, if if you're sick inside and you're not aware and you're not awake. You're not gonna know that you fall into that category. Decorated, you know, naval admiral doesn't understand that he is the very essence of why our society's so fucked up. He, he you know, like we could say, "Hey, decorated admiral, you know, you need to change and just quit being a victim and stuff." He was like, "Oh yeah, I'd do a great job with that every day." You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't know. Like he's not. A, you know what I mean? Like so you can't. I think that like uh, the most af- effective anything to to aid your your fellow man is to help them wake up or admit something or become aware of who they really are, what they represent, and the rest of it's kind of an automatic process, or at least a somewhat mm-hmm. automatic process. I mean you can tell you can tell those people until you're blue in the face to take control of your life and wake up and quit being a victim, but they'll just agree with you as if they're in compliance. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah. Just
0: we're wrapping up here, but um in closing. We're
1: turning into pumpkins.
0: Yeah, we gotta wrap it up here guys. But uh in closing, yeah, just um
1: Hell no, man, we won't go. <laughs> Colin and I are leaving. Just <laughs>
0: Don't be afraid to chase happiness. Don't be afraid to find the balance in life, and you know, be live a more fulfilling life. Don't be afraid to share stories. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to stand up and be a leader, whatever that might be in your everyday life, because that's the only thing that's going to constitute true change in the world. So,
1: yep, I agree, man. I think what the world's missing, lacking, is 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 leadership, but the real leadership, the not right, the egoic yeah. one, the right that leadership, one. just people shining their lights. They're, yes, it's the unintentional leaders. That's what we need. We just need people to get run, pull away from the herd, and and just run off on your own. It's not and with no intention of a bunch of people following you. That's not what you're doing. It will right. just happen if you do it the right way. It'll just happen the right way. You're n- naturally people.
0: You're you just. Know, we're just trying to be Lighthouse. We're just trying to show our light, you know. Yeah,
1: sh- just shine your light. Shine Don't worry your light. about who even – maybe nobody comes. Who even cares?
0: Like uh, Post of the Week this week went to Brooke, and she definitely <laughs> shined her Post light. Post of the Week. She, she she shined her light, man. Oh, you yeah. Know, it was amazing. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. That's what constitutes change right there.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're not turning into pumpkin just yet because we, we kind of – the, the last couple podcasts we've talked about those – you know, influential posts and stuff that are going on on that page. And there's been so so many people, and, and Brooks was today, but there's been several people who just totally exposing complete vulnerability with us. <laughs> and it's, dude, it, there's something weirdly contagious about it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's a bunch of, it's like going to a swimming hole and one guy takes his clothes off, jumps in. Wait, wait. You we're going to fucking skinny dip? <laughs> <laughs> another person does. Another person does. Another person does, and then you're like, oh fuck it, I'm doing it too. Why not, man? Right? You know, I'm not embarrassed. You guys aren't, so let's just do it. And I'm not gonna
0: do it though because the water's probably cold. And I don't like cold water.
1: <laughs> but it's a it's even a, it's a swimming hole where everyone understands penises shrink in the cold water. <laughs> Why are you going to say that, man? <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you can overcome that fear, that's a cool swimming hole. You know what I'm saying? The girls aren't gonna be judgmental.
0: I guess. <laughs> they are. Come I'm just, on, girls. know I'm just. I get. I, I get the analogy. Don't worry. Yeah, it's cool, man.
1: I, so kudos to kudos to the people that are doing that because it's creating a real intensely amazing energy.
0: Yeah, for all of our listeners out there, anybody who hasn't shared a vulnerable story, please do because <laughs> we love hearing them and they're awesome.
1: <laughs> Allergies, they're getting me.
0: Clint's dying over here. All right, dude. All right, we we're uh we're going to get out of here but we'll uh we'll see y'all later, all right?
2: See y'all later, dude. <laughs> <laughs>